Welcome back. It has been more than two weeks. This is episode 97 of the Man with the Plan podcast. I heard that recording button and I was just like, shoot, I'm a little rusty at this. Like this is a whole like, oh, I owe you. if you're watching on YouTube, which we'll talk about that in a second, which is something that's crazy. And just the, the show in general is that I just am super giddy. I'm super happy to be back uh, recording. Uh, unfortunately, and as we get, we're going to continue to talk about this, we have a kind of a weird structure for today. And so if you've been watching the show, if you've been sticking around for the last two weeks, wondering where the heck I've been, I will explain all that very shortly. But before we do that, we are on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcasts, wherever you're getting your podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube for the show or you're listening in the car, heading to work or heading to maybe dinner with a friend or something like that subscribe let everybody know about the show maybe let that dinner friend know hey i was listening to this podcast maybe you want to check it out we are nearing ten thousand listeners guys the momentum's been insane and let's just start with that how we're going to structure this today is kind of similar to when i got sick to start the summer it's going to be a very much where the heck i've been type thing explain some things what our plans are for the rest of the summer and then we're going to talk about my experience at acc media day covering that for my new job at clemsonsportsnews.com which you should definitely check out. And then we're going to talk about Kyler Murray's contract and why I'm a little bit worried about it. But at the same time, it's kind of like a, I can see where they're going with this, but they're a little trapped. So let's start with <laughs> where have I been? So it's July. Let me check my phone real quick. Cause I actually don't know It's Sunday, July 24th. If, uh, this episode will drop on the 25th Monday. I wanted to get, I had some people tell me, Hey, put it out on Monday. Let's just see how it goes. So where have I been for the last like 15 ish days? Crazy stuff. So we left for Florida. We went to Seagrove Beach, spent the entire week with my family. I had some episodes prepared. I went up, we had decided to get up super early in the morning so we could beat traffic, get there in time, and spend some like quality day, spend a quality day at the beach with the family. So I got up at like six in the morning and recorded two, two of these breakdowns for uh the AFC East and the AFC South. And I re-listened to them when we had some spare time when it was raining. And I just didn't believe in them. I, it, I came out across like I was rushing things and my points didn't really get to where I wanted them to be. They're a little weak. So I'm deciding to shelve those and I deleted them. I'm going to re-record them. I'm going to re-record an AFC East breakdown for this week. And then I'm going to save the AFC South for later. I just didn't believe in it. And I don't want to put out something that's garbage or just out there. We've done 97 of these episodes now, 97 if you're watching right now. I don't want to put out something that's poor for you guys. So there's that update. And then last week has just been a complete whirlwind. If you've been following me on social media, you've seen that I've been at ACC Media Day, Clemson Media Day, covering stuff, really taking what we've been building these last couple of years, almost two years now, we're fastly approaching that and kind of putting that out there, putting my foot in the door. You guys have been fantastic. I want to thank you guys so much. And obviously when we get to episode 100, it'll be like the the sob show or whatever i, I have no idea yet <laughs> but we're going to get to acc media day my impressions in a second but i do want to talk about our youtube momentum and i just want to thank you guys that i haven't touched the show in two weeks and you guys have been killing it watching certain episodes and just subscribing we've gained 14 or i think 16 now new subscribers in the last two weeks i know that doesn't sound like a ton but for how we're spread out it's crazy it's insane 
it's it just means the world to me that you guys are constantly supporting the show and we're kind of back in the swing of things one more thing I, I'm, I'm like a scatterbrain tuesday i'm going to be having surgery and i'm going to be out for the count for a while but i do have that afc east episode planned for that specific reason so tomorrow i will be busy doing that and kind of reevaluating my notes and seeing where i stand i think my placement is going to be the same i'm just going to take a different approach to it so that'll be that so don't worry we're back in air quotes, but super exciting stuff. Let's talk about my experience at ACC Media Day. What teams really impressed me and just, and obviously you guys want to hear about Clemson for sure, but what impressed me, my experience and much more. Thank you guys. All right, let's talk about ACC Media Day. So if you guys don't know, they have this stuff preseason kickoff to get people excited. They bring the coaches and they're bringing players. So they do it at the SEC. So you probably saw clips of Saban talking in like a hotel Probably saw Kirby Smart, who just got a recent extension, which congratulations to him. I think it was $123 million for the next 10 years. So he's getting the big bucks and won a national championship. So obviously he's going to be uh, one of the paid like he paid like a winner in that sense. Jim Fisher talks that you have that Saban Fisher beef, which is going to be continuously interesting to watch. See how that progresses as the season continues to evolve and grow. So there's no beef, as they say, but... We're always watching. We're always looking for it, especially me, because I want to talk about it. So I was at ACC Media Day, and so we got to watch Boston College talk. Phil Dracovic, one of the potentially best quarterbacks in the ACC. Syracuse, Dino Babers. Um, we had got to watch NC State. So you have Devin Leary, all those guys. Um, we got to Boston College. I just said Boston College. I'm like, oh, but big one was Clemson. So what I'm going to take away from this is kind of just like the environment it was crazy. It was kind of those like those big time, like you not like made it necessarily, but there's an ESPN guy over here. There's a radio guy over there. There's a whole radio row. I felt I felt so out of my element for a bit, but it was freaking awesome being able to just kind of be in that place, be in that environment where everybody's doing the same thing. They're all there for content. They're all there for that same special goal. Get content for my site, get content for my radio show, get content for this YouTube platform that I'm trying to build. And you get a little pass, you'll eventually get a little hat. You guys can see it's a Capital One Orange Bowl for my YouTube audience. And this is on the back home of the ACC. It's probably flipped, but you guys know. Uh, let's talk about Clemson, though. Uh, the thing that I took away most from them, and I'm going to talk about this more on a, on a Twitter space tomorrow, more, tomorrow night. So if you're listening tomorrow on Monday when this actually drops, 7 to 8, I'm doing a co-host for Clemson Sports News. We'll be talking about this. But the one thing I took away from it is this team has got a load of confidence there. So if you have been paying attention, Clemson went 10 and three last year down year. If you want to call it that you want to be a pundit, you want to be this, you want to be that Clemson still won 10 games. They managed to overcome so much adversity, so much, so many obstacles, so many challenges, and still they're better for it. It feels like this team has taken all of those kinds of experiences. And sometimes even like programs like Alabama, programs like Georgia, the playoffs every year is not a realistic goal. There are going to be bumps on the road. There are going to be injuries. There's going to be circumstances that prevent you from doing that. It's not like a video game where you can turn it on rookie mode and just plow through teams as you get to the playoff every year. There, There's just bumps in. It's just life. It's just how it is. So they've really taken this to heart and it, it really – it shows how that Clemson culture has continued to maintain. It's how it's main, continued to stay is they have this constant belief that if they can just stick together as a group 
be that family and just be there for each other that they can accomplish a lot of things. Uh, KJ Henry was there. Jordan McFadden. Those guys are potential NFL talent. DJ Uyunglele, who has really taken this this season to heart. He was at 265 at the Cheez It Bowl. Uh, Cheez It Bowl Twitter said sorry, not sorry, in their tweet, which I just love when the uh, these things interact with each other, so you get different kind of vibes or energy, which is great. Um, thing I really love was Dabo Sweeney. He, of course, he's going to exude confidence. He's going to portray that. But this season, more than others, I think he's looking to prove something, kind of like, hey, we're not going anywhere, guys. Uh, We still have the best defensive players in the country. We still have some of the most talented guys out there. We had a lot of injuries. We couldn't find that continuity. They've got that now, starting off on the right foot. This team is confident, and this team is rolling. I'm excited to see what they do. And they start their first three games, Georgia Tech, Furman, Louisiana Tech, they're going to be able to figure out those bumps and those kinks and the offense and the defense and really be able to put together something that they can be proud of and move towards that conference play when they start to play teams like Wake Forest. Revenge game against NC State for all you Clemson fans. If you're an NC State fan watching this, you're like, hey, we got this. We finally got over that hump with Clemson. But don't be, I'm going to say, I, I was able to kind of grasp what MC, NC State's doing. They are confident too. Everyone at that podium just was like, hey, We know what we are. This ACC is best it's ever been. Let's go to it. Let's roll with it. And it's exciting. It's exciting to see that conference that's always had this stigma that's not, it's not as strong as the SEC or not as strong as Big Ten. Say, hey, we can play with the best of the best and we know it too, which is great to see. Another thing that I love to point out is the ACC commissioner. I was able to rewatch his his forum and kind of the questions he was fielding was that stuff about conference realignment. I have no word on it. But I do want to say it's going to be interesting to see how college football continues to develop and change. It's an ever-changing process, especially when you have schools like USC and UCLA moving across the country, in a sense, to play those opponents in Wisconsin, Ohio State. So obviously there were questions, but who knows at this point? It's going to be an interesting process, an interesting puzzle piece, but nonetheless exciting. And I always, obviously, if there's some big move, I'll cover it and I'll talk about it with you guys. So just wanted to wrap that experience up and kind of thank you guys as well for letting, allowing me to put myself out there to get to that point and be there to see all that stuff. instead of just watching it on ESPN. Um, really thankful for that as well. All right, guys, I'm going to take a short break. Going to take a sip of water. I'm not used to talking for this long. It's been a long time. Uh, we're going to talk about Kyler Murray. We'll switch to the NFL and talk about his contract. And I'm going to kind of give the pros and the cons to it. My, initial opinion and then kind of the when you start to think about it like ah yeah so kyler murray in a bit thank you guys kyler murray so (laughs) the cardinals quarterback just got a mega mega extension 230 million dollars getting insane money and so when you have that kind of contract with that kind of quarterback or just any quarterback in general when, when they get a significant payday you're just like you got to kind of think about it like in terms of like, okay, how does this affect their future? How does this affect the team? Is this the right move? Is it too much? So I have all of my uh, thoughts and opinions on this. And part of me at first was like, really? That much money? I don't really, and maybe, maybe get some uh, backtrack from this, but I don't think Kyler Murray's necessarily worth $230 million. I don't think he's on the same level as Deshaun Watson. When Deshaun Watson plays, <laughs> That'll be it. That's a whole thing. But 
my initial reaction was, what the heck are the Cardinals doing? But the more you think about it and someone was able to talk some sense into me, it's kind of like, hey, they had to. And once you get your guy, once you have that realization that, hey, this is our franchise quarterback, you want to lock him up. And I think the way I was thinking about it is in, in terms of what has Kyler Murray done in the NFL that's been beyond, that's deserving of $230 million. Yes, they made the playoffs, but this was a team that started 7-0 and and completely and utterly collapsed. I know Hopkins was a big part of that offense, and losing him is a big deal. But going from 7-0 and to 10-7 and is a terrible, terrible way to finish the season. And then limping into the playoffs and playing an L.A. Rams team that, yes, they did win the Super Bowl, but they were completely ineffective. Murray was completely outmatched with that. And maybe that's team-wise, and that's something they got to figure out. That's not Kyler Murray's problem. But in the other way is the way that it was kind of handled is that this – this constant back and forth with complaining to an agent or making big, big uh, statements by unfollowing teams on social media. That's not how I personally roll. And that's not how I personally do things is not try to be not petty in a way, but it just kind of shuts down the Cardinals and makes it really tough for them to figure stuff out, create a dialogue, create a, a healthy negotiation. So it kind of sped up the process because my mind, Lamar Jackson was the next quarterback that deserved to get that extension deserve to get paid league MVP winning his quarterback back at the age of 25 won a playoff game um, at home against a really good Tennessee team in 2020 got over that hump Josh Allen recently got paid a year ago took his team to the AFC championship game won the AFC East 35 touchdown passes over 4,500 yards in 2020 and then he was able to back that up in 2021 beating the Patriots which is a big deal for Buffalo getting win the AFC East again going to toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, arguably a coin toss away from an AFC championship game. Those quarterbacks, in my mind, are deserving those kind of contracts, not a quarterback that whines and complains. And yes, there's a way of saying, hey, if the Cardinals aren't going to pay him, there's going to be a team out there that is ready to hand that paycheck to him. I understand that. I really do. I understand that they're almost trapped in a way. Because if you don't pay him, you're set back five years. You built so much. You got the right guy. It's so hard. It's like that. Well, you got the hard part done, which is finding that franchise quarterback that can take you to the playoffs and even the first place. And hey, maybe the Arizona Cardinals take that next step. They win the division next year. Cliff Kingsbury takes that next step. They win a playoff game, stuff like that. And that contract money is validated in a way. Right now, I'm just confused about it. And obviously, Kyler Murray's a talented quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he's healthy. And there's that thing. Healthy is going to be a big thing of his height. He's 5'10". He's listed at 5'10". There's going to be – someone's going to take a big shot at him to potentially – injuries are going to start to pile up. It reminds me of like kind of an Isaiah Thomas-like build where his figure doesn't really suit those big pro leagues, especially at a 5'8 guard, one bad hip injury like Isaiah Thomas – Hasn't seen much of the NBA again. He has, he's had those contracts back and forth, but has he been able to have a stable, find that stable ground within the National Basketball Association? Once again, not really. So I'm worried for that. I'm worried the Cardinals took a big step and they had to. It was almost like they were, they had somebody pushing them to make that big step. There's like you're walking and someone's pushing you to constantly, like you're, you're there's like a shard of glass, like a pile of glass. And you got someone pushing. I'm, this is the weirdest analogy in the world, but I'm just like, it's weird. And I, I like Kyler Murray's style of play, but at the same time, that's a lot of money to be handing a guy that hasn't won a playoff game and is in a very competitive division, competitive division 
with the 49ers, with Trey Lance, who we've heard th- good things about him. We've also heard bad things, but we always have that constant of Kyle Shanahan. Though LA Rams, they just won the Super Bowl. They went all in. They still retained that majority of that roster, minus Vaughn Miller and Odo Beckham, but they still have Aaron Donald. They still have Matthew Stafford. They still have Cooper Cup. Cam Akers is going to be healthy again. They're going to have pieces to be able to build towards another division title. Seattle's going to be weaker, but Pete Carroll is always a guy that can potentially get a game or two off of you just because he's a freaking fantastic coach and a defensive mind that has been able to shut down Kyler Murray in spaces, but not all the time necessarily. So I think you could look at it both ways. You can say, hey, maybe Murray isn't deserving of this, or it's a, hey, let's wait and see. They had to pay him. They had no choice. They're kind of trapped. Somebody would have paid him. Somebody would be like, Somebody would have, maybe Houston was like, hey, we'll pay you $200 million. Heck, we'll take Kyler Murray on our team because Kyler Murray's a fantastic quarterback. I'm not saying this. This is going to be like titled something like this contract is trapped or something, but I'm not necessarily shading on Kyler Murray on his game. I just think this is a Cardinals were in a weird spot. This was a year, the way that Kyler Murray behaved in the offseason sped up this process a year. So take it as you will. It's not my style of how I negotiate a contract. It just is, it is what it is at this point. And that is the point that I'm trying to make. So guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, episode 97. We talked about ACC Media Day, where the heck I've been, and the Cardinals and Kyla Murray. So guys, hope you enjoyed. Subscribe if you were, uh, if you enjoy, leave us a five-star review and let us know what you want to see next. Uh, we got an AFC East breakdown coming soon. I don't know when, but we'll see how that recovery process goes with surgery. We'll see. Very excited though. Thank you guys. Really excited to put this one out for tomorrow morning. So if you're listening, Thank you guys, as always. Take care and have a fantastic day.